This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. It's the happy hour. Christmas here on the Guy Benson Show. I'm Guy Benson. Thank you so much for tuning in. This hour is sponsored by the Finnish Long Drink, which is terrific. Always drink responsibly, 21 plus only, thelongdrink.com. You can find out where they have expanded and where they sell their delicious product near you, thelongdrink.com. Our website is guybensonshow.com, free for all ages. We recommend it. In case you miss any of the show, we have a free podcast every day. It's on demand, no charge. Guybensonshow.com, foxnewspodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, follow us, please, on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Guy Benson Show. Joining us now is the governor of Virginia, Republican Glenn Youngkin, my governor. You can follow him on Twitter, at Governor VA. And, Governor, great to have you back here. Merry Christmas to you. Guy, thanks so much for having me. Merry Christmas to you as well. And I got some shopping still to do before we get there, so I'm a little behind. Yeah, I have a lot to do, actually. I, I probably shouldn't really admit that because sometimes my family and friends listen to the show but uh maybe i'll just pretend that i'm on top of it and maybe after today's show after special report i'll go rushing out because it's kind of getting down to crunch time here governor i want to start with a topic that we covered here on the show at some length last week and it pertains to a very disturbing story in loudon county in virginia northern virginia that became a big issue while you were campaigning for governor last year You had the temerity to pay attention to that story, alleged sexual assaults in high schools in Loudoun County, and it appeared that perhaps officials had misled or directly lied to parents about those assaults in service of some other social justice agenda that they were pursuing within the district. At the time, you were criticized by Democrats for demagoguing the issue, for making it up. This was some sort of right-wing invention. In fact, former President Barack Obama came to Virginia to campaign against you for your opponent, Terry McAuliffe, and he called what was happening in Loudoun, quote, a phony, trumped-up culture war and knocked you for noticing it or being upset by it and demanding accountability. Well, flash forward more than a year, and we had Luke Rosiak, journalist who's been all over this story, Give us a few updates out of Loudoun County, where the superintendent has been fired, indictments coming down. Your reaction to what's happening in that part of your state? Well, justice is being done. And we completely uh, could see what was happening. And yet, you know, the left, the left liberal progressives simply were trying to hide it. They were trying to cover it up because it runs counter to everything that they were trying to do in Loudoun County schools, which is, of course, to push parents out of the lives of their children and to make decisions for kids and to do it in a way that was opaque and to do it in a way that was counter to everything that we hold dear. And so it took an election. 
It then took an inauguration, and then it took an executive order to get an investigation going. And our Attorney General Jason Meares team did a great job. And it took it took a grand jury that worked throughout most of the year to really shine light on this incredible reality that there was a cover up, that there were mistruths, and that the safety of Loudoun County students was put in jeopardy. That it that it that it dad who stood up at a school board meeting to, to protest the way that decisions had been made and to stand up for the rights of his daughter was ordered by the Board of Education to be taken out of the room by uh, the deputies there. I mean, this is just so fundamentally wrong. I'm so pleased that we now have truth and that people are being held accountable. But this isn't the end because I think voters need to hold the Loudoun County School Board accountable. And these were decisions that were made under, under, under their oversight. And we have, we have a superintendent that clearly, clearly violated the law and he's indicted. And uh, there's more to come here. And I do believe that Loudoun County parents all deserve an apology. And I think that Mr. Smith deserves an apology from everybody involved. And, and, and not to mention these young women, these young women who were, who were sexually assaulted, uh, it's, it's just beyond belief that this happened in Loudoun County, and then it was a cover-up, and then it took over almost a year of intense effort that was authorized by a new governor when we came in to get started on something that everybody knew was going on. I'm very pleased with what's happened, uh, and I hope all superintendents and all school boards across the Commonwealth of Virginia are wide awake to yep. their accountability to take care of their students and parents. Well, that superintendent is out of a job, under indictment. There's another top official in the district facing a felony indictment for lying about this as well. And I've heard a few people make the point that if you had lost that election, Governor, if it had been just a few points in the other direction and Terry McAuliffe had won and the Democrats were running the state of Virginia still, that this accountability, that this grand jury that this justice would have never occurred in all likelihood. Do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with it. And I think that's what Virginians uh, voted for. Uh, and this wasn't Republicans against Democrats in, in, in Virginia last year. It was Virginians standing up for, for truth and accountability. And I was just so pleased to, to be joined with uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Earl Sears and our Attorney General, Jason Miares, in this mission, and in this case, Jason Miares st stood up uh, after I authorized him to go do this investigation and did great work. Meanwhile, this week, some interesting new developments in Virginia where, in the Commonwealth, TikTok, WeChat, now banned on state networks and state technology. This is now happening in a number of states across the country mostly red and Republican-led states, although we saw some good bipartisan movement on this in the U.S. Senate as well in terms of uh, federal devices and that sort of thing. Tell us about the process that informed your thinking on TikTok and WeChat and why you made this move. Well, this is work that uh, has been going on, uh, and our Attorney General, again, Jason Meares, uh, has been uh, deeply engaged in an investigation that I asked him to do. And we find ourselves now with a clear, clear, clear mission, which is to protect, to protect the, the, the uh, national interests, to protect our intelligence community, to protect Virginians. And there is, there is not a partisan moment here 
and all governors should do this, and I think our, our uh, Congress should get moving and send a bill to the president. Uh, both TikTok and WeChat are just pipelines to the Communist Party, and uh, we've, got to, we've got to protect our information. And therefore, we did. We banned it on all state-run networks, on all, uh, on all state devices, and, uh, and this happened immediately. I was really pleased with how quickly we were able to move. Um, we have we have a very very strong uh, information technology lead in Virginia, and uh, Secretary McDermott was able to go to work immediately to make sure that we get this off our networks. Governor, a moment ago I mentioned the election that you won in Virginia last year. You were also involved on the campaign trail this past year in 2022 in the midterms. I know you've been asked about this by a few different people. Martha McCallum, our colleague here at Fox, asked you about it on TV last week. Your batting average in some of the races that you waded into, uh, not great. Of course, as you said, you picked some tough races, and so that was probably part of it. I'm just wondering, as you reflect back, what do you think Republicans might have missed or done wrong to not really win the type of victories that should have been possible under the current political circumstances, history, fundamentals, all of that stuff? And then I do have a follow-up, but just broadly speaking, What's your counsel to the party roughly a month after a disappointing midterm cycle? Well, Guy, let me begin. Of course, we're all disappointed. We expected to win more races across Virginia, particularly given the emotions around the issue sets of runaway inflation and crime that has turned our communities into nightmares. Uh, and and schools that have forgotten that their primary goal is to teach our children how to read and write and do science as opposed to as opposed to injecting politics into the classroom. Uh, And so we're disappointed that we didn't win more. I engaged in races that were a lot like Virginia Uh, governor's races where where Joe Biden had won by five, 10, 15 points, hard races. And I think what we learned in Virginia in 2021 is that we can flip those seats, but it is not easy, and it is it is an all-out affair. I had great uh, support from uh, uh, Republican governors in 2021, and I felt like it was a great opportunity to pick tough races and go to work. Uh, I was really pleased that we were able to uh, elect uh, Joe Lombardo. I think he is going to do a great job in Nevada, and they de- they deserve Joe Lombardo. And he was he was an outside winner. I mean, he was very much like me, where he he decided that he was going to run and try to bring common sense back into Nevada. Uh, I think this is, this is the lesson, which is we have to have a plan that we can execute against and communicate it. Voters are looking forward. They want to know what their elected leaders are going to do in order to help them in their, in, in their aspirations and their dreams. And that's exactly what we did in Virginia. I think that's what was done in Nevada. I don't think we did as good a job in other places. Um, and what we also saw is that you know, Republicans voted for Republicans, Democrats voted for Democrats, and those swing voters went with folks who had delivered for them. And that's why we saw so many Republican governors that are incumbents win by such large margins as we've been delivering. Those are the big lessons. We've got to deliver. We've got to communicate a forward-looking vision, and then we've got to go do the work. And, uh, and I think we, we can and should win lots of elections based on the common sense approach that we have in delivering outcomes around these most important issues. We're doing it in Virginia. We're getting taxes down. 
I'm going back for a second tax cut after $4 billion last year. And I actually, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the Virginia agenda in 2023 here in just a moment. Just one quick follow-up on 22, though, and the election cycle. You had endorsed Kerry Lake out in Arizona running for governor. She had won the nomination, heavily leaning into the whole stolen election 2020 stop the steal stuff. She lost a nail-biter, a tough one out there. It's over. It's been certified. And she just gave a speech this weekend where she said she's a proud, deplorable election denier. Her pronouns are I won. I just wonder, is that an endorsement that you stand by? Do you have any thoughts about her posture after losing that race? Well, let me begin with the fact that I deeply believe that Nevada, that Nevada is going to be better off with, with Joe Lombardo. And I think Arizona will be better off with a Republican governor. And I think that there's been huge strides made by Doug Ducey in Arizona, uh, school choice, low taxes, pro-business, yep. investing in law enforcement. And, uh, and I worry uh, about the long-term impact on those great policies um, with a liberal governor that they elected. Um, and, and so I was, I, I was very engaged with tough races. That's what I went to do, not to go for the easy ones, but to go for the tough ones. And I think that's what we have to do as Republicans is, is go to work on these tough races because those are the ones that make the biggest difference. And, again, that's what happened in Virginia. And do you believe that Carrie Lake did lose that election? It's, it's been certified. I know that there's still some court proceedings going on, and, and I think those are, those are uh, running their course, and I think it's time to move on. What we find is that we, 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 tend, we tend to take away from our ability to move forward because we spend so much time in the rearview mirror. We will move on and talk about Virginia 2023. You are my governor. I've lived now in Virginia for more than a decade. I'm excited to see what's coming down the pike. What do you have in store legislatively in this Commonwealth? What are you hoping to achieve in the coming year? Guy, we accomplished a ton in our first year uh, on a bipartisan basis in a state that people said we couldn't get it all done, and we did. And therefore, we have uh, very, very high ambitions for year two. Uh, we're going back for another cut, tax cut and rates to reduce the burden on Virginians and to let Virginians keep more of their hard-earned money in their pocket. Uh, we're doubling down again on law enforcement. Our Operation Bold Blue Line is going to drive to recruit 2,000 more badges into the Commonwealth of Virginia and get them on the street in order to make our communities safe and to fund prosecutors through our attorney general's office that will prosecute violent crimes and not let these criminals uh, f f uh, escape from um, the, the, the fact that they've committed a crime and they're going to they're be prosecuted. And if they're, ha if they're found guilty, they're going to do the time. That's what we have to do on crime. We're going to go to work again on education and, uh, and fund into our lab school initiative uh, that has gone better than we would have possibly thought. And so we're going to fund more, more into driving choice into our public school system. And finally, our behavioral health initiative, uh, I think, will lead the nation. And we have a behavioral health crisis in Virginia and across the country. Uh, we have a massive transformation underway in capacity, in workforce, in process and information uh, to deliver help when Virginians need it most. Um, we have a very aggressive agenda for this next year. Uh, we're going to work like crazy to deliver all of it. Virginians deserve it. And, and Virginia will and, and will be and should be the best state in America to live. And uh, that's my commitment. And we're working hard every day to make it so. 
Well, we'll be watching it closely with great personal interest, at least on my end. And I'm sure we will have you back when the calendar flips to 2023 and track that progress and see how things are going. In the meantime, though, it's almost Christmas time. I know that you and your family have a lot going on. We do appreciate your time with us here today, Governor. Have a very, very Merry Christmas with your family and with your staff. And we look forward to catching up in 2023. Guy, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you and God bless you. Glenn Youngkin is the governor of Virginia, a Republican. Again, if you want to follow what he's up to in the state on Twitter, it's at Governor VA. And with that, we will step aside. It is the happy hour on The Guy Benson Show. We'll be right back. That was this week's edition of The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.